Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Pretty Okay Podcast. It's our first episode of 2021. I'm your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And it's a new year, same podcast. (laughs) Right. I don't feel like anything is different. No, no, I don't either. And I've really been trying to kind of keep that mentality. I'm like, there's no magical light switch that was flipped on January 1st. Like it's still the same shit. It's still like nothing has changed. <laughs> but well, it's going on a different set of financial books for the year. Exactly. It's just <laughs> fresh pages on my planner, you know, a new KPI sheet, <laughs> all of that stuff. Now I got to start working on taxes. Blech. I know. I know. But, you know. That's okay. Right. It's our duty. It's what keeps it our quasi-functioning government functioning. Accordingly, right? Reportedly, <laughs> supposedly, it's what keeps the thing going. Well, we hope everybody had a nice Christmas or New Year's, whatever you did in the last two weeks. Um, hopefully, you stayed pretty much at home. <laughs> I know we stayed at home and... You know, Stephen is still uh, not working and he's home, but you know, whatever we got to do, we'll do it to make it so we don't have to spend another fucking year like this. (laughs) Yes. Let's just, I was watching, I forget what I was watching. I think it was one of our like boring morning news channels. And one of the anchors said, you know, yes, all of the essential workers and first responders, we need to be praising them. But that person also said we should be praising the unsung heroes that are just the everyday people who are staying at home and limiting, you know, their contact and making these small sacrifices because it does help. Yes. So be that unsung hero in 2021. Yes. A thousand percent. And then hopefully, you know, 2022, <laughs> we can celebrate an actual new year. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. We can go fucking bonkers. Woo. <laughs> Well, so we wanted to kick off the new year um, on kind of maybe a lighter note. You know, we know everybody's still kind of finding their groove, getting back into the swing of things, even though it wasn't your typical two weeks off that you would normally have over the holiday season. Uh, But it's a weird it's a weird way to start the year. So what we wanted to talk about today is how to enter into the new year with confidence as a creative entrepreneur. Because everything is a clusterfuck right now. 
And it's hard enough to have confidence as an entrepreneur when there isn't a global pandemic and your business is shut down and all of these things that we're currently dealing with, but add those to your plate and it makes entering the new year a lot more complicated than it previously has been. So complicated. I feel like I'm, I've got this extra layer of now it really feels extra. it feels extra unknown to me. I don't know why, for some reason, like this year I have no expectations. And so that gray area that y'all know that I'm so good at living in, (laughs) (laughs) that gray area is slightly overwhelming and chipping away at my confidence a little bit. Well, and I think that's probably the case for a lot of people, because like you said, there's there's so much gray area and we don't know what the year is going to look like. It's hard to have your typical plans and, you know, everything that you would normally have going into a brand new year. There's not I think we also kind of all missed a little bit of that, like reinvigoration that comes with celebrating a new year. And and that can ding your confidence, I think for pretty much anybody, even if you're like me and you have like too much false confidence, (laughs) get over yourself confidence. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's just what my, my husband says. I'm a big fan of myself. So (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But I think too, you know, when we talk about confidence, it doesn't just mean like, oh, I think I'm awesome. Like, What we're more so referring to when we're talking about confidence as a creative entrepreneur is the skills and the attitudes that you need to have in order to keep your business growing and thriving in uncertain circumstances, which is where we all are right now. Yeah. So I feel like today's conversation is about confidence, but it's also about grit and resilience a little bit too, which we've talked about in the past. But I think in In this moment, all of those things are rolled into one. So what we're going to talk about today is all of the things that you can do uh, to go into the year more confident, you know, because even if there is all this gray area and this uncertainty, there are still things you can do for your, you know, your mental health and for your business in terms of productivity that'll still ensure that your year is going to get off on the right foot. Yep. Yep. we got to make sure that things get off on the right foot because I don't know. That's the only choice I feel like we have. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to go forward, you got to look back and see what worked, what didn't work. And so this was something that you had noted was start by reflecting on your wins and your challenges for the last year. Yep. Which as we are recording this, it that point is something that I am really hanging on to right now because we clo- my business partners and I at Source, we closed out the year really well. We had a lot to celebrate. And then since January 1, we have just had cancellation after cancellation after cancellation. And so I'm kind of in a sad, <laughs> yeah. in a sad space right now. But those cancellations have been tied to people saying like, Hey, my business is really struggling, which I totally get. Like I've foreseen this coming and it still just emotionally hurts. But so I 
I'm really living this look back at 2020 and all the things that we did really well and all the ways that we continued to build the next layer or the next step for us that is going to get us to our long-term goal because like right now is just a moment in time. It's mm-hmm. I mean in the in the grand scheme of life it's it's such a fleeting moment and so in order to not let that totally crush my confidence moving into the new year knowing that we grew our business overall last year and we had our best year ever and like we you know overall closed things out up subscribers and this you know all these things like that's shit I need to remind myself every day because mm-hmm. Again, like I said, that's the long-term goal. It's the long-term play. So when you take a moment to look back at all the things you did really well, and maybe they're not always like quantitative metrics. Maybe you just feel good about some shit you did. Um, Like you got a really outstanding client review or product review or something like that. But that's what you can kind of bottle up to fill your tank to keep going forward. Yeah, and I think you know, you kind of touched on something that is also really important, which is how you view your current circumstances. And we talked about this in the episode uh, before the new year, where we talked about going through the year with gratitude and how gratitude can save you as a creative entrepreneur. And, you know, like what you were saying about losing subscribers, like they made a point to tell you my business isn't doing well. So it's not a reflection on you guys as a business. It's literally a reflection of this moment in time that we're all fucking struggling to get through. So you can take that and look back at the things that you did in the previous year and see the successes that you have and still feel good about that, even though things might not look great going into the new year right now, which just as a note, most businesses do pretty terribly in the first quarter. (laughs) People aren't spending as much on extra things, you know. But I think that just the fact that we can kind of take that mindset of knowing like this is temporary, this is not a reflection on my product or my service, I think that is helpful in kind of bolstering that confidence and making sure that you don't lose any feeling of security in yourself as a business owner. Yeah, yeah. I think – doing that reflection really helps you understand the momentum that you actually have, right? Like sometimes a lot of the time, the way we feel about things is different than how they truly are, right? If we were to, you know, I I swear I'm not an asshole. (laughs) I just said this, I was talking to Natalie Gill yesterday on the phone. I was like, you know, me and my my ongoing lifelong quest to prove that I'm not actually an asshole, but (laughs) You know, if you take your if you take your emotions out of it and you just look at things like as objectively as possible, you can see and realize and be excited about the fact that you actually do have momentum. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my personal experience at the moment that was somewhat foreseen by this, <laughs> this sure. in our outline that I wrote a few days ago. Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) I know. And it's, you know, it's help. I'm sure people that are listening are finding it helpful to know that they are not alone, that it's not a measure of your success as a business owner. It we're literally in a clusterfuck of times right now. You guys, we are in a shit storm. So let's, let's talk about kind of some of the things that we can do 
as business owners, as creatives, just to become more confident in the year going forward? Yes, I think that looking at all the things that really challenged you in the last year is a always important, but it's especially important right now because that list is fucking long, right? (laughs) So we all have that really long list of personal and professional and like relationship based challenges that have in fact taught us a lot. And they've taught us a lot about ourselves and our capacity to do certain things for extended periods of time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They've taught us a lot about how much we can actually take on as a business owner. And they've also taught us a lot about who in our lives are the people that we in this moment can really lean on for different reasons. So I think when you take those three pieces into account, you can, again, be excited about this year, even though it's the grayest of the gray areas, because now you can see the tangible reasons why you are, in fact, better suited this year to take on new challenges, because we're all way smarter and way more informed than we were last year, right? Like we knew, but nobody really knew what was going to happen. And now we have that experience. And when you look at those three buckets of resources that you have, you can make more, more and better informed decisions moving forward. Yeah. Use those buckets. Buckets, buckets, buckets. (laughs) So I think, and this has definitely been kind of ambiguous for people this year, but setting goals is something that Again, even though we're in those 50 shades of gray, <laughs> does a drum. What was my drum sound? Plach. Do it. I'll have to insert it magically. I'm not a drummer. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's hard to set goals when you don't know what the future days ahead are going to look like. It's hard enough in a regular year to set goals, and which is why so many people don't follow through on them it can feel even more daunting to try to set goals right now. Um, Which is why I really, I I still advocate very intensely for setting goals right now. I think that I would set them in a way that is setting yourself up for wins, but also setting yourself up for growth. Um, And I think the best way to do that is typically through smaller goals. You know, I wouldn't go into this year being like, I want to grow my profits by 50%. Well, you know, that's a hard one this year because we don't know what the friggin' economy is going to look like. We don't know if the people who buy your product are going to be able to grow their own business and grow their own income so that they can spend money with you. It's hard setting different goals, you know, that you can use throughout the year that'll help you grow as a business owner and as a person will help bolster that confidence, but it'll also help you make progress as a business owner. Yeah. I think if you don't set some goals, even if you just pick like two or three really high level, simple ones, to me, if you don't set any goals, you're kind of giving up. Yeah. And you don't want to give up. No. Like, yeah, it's hard, but you have to have, 
I say that it feels like you're giving up because if you don't have any motivation to set goals, it doesn't feel like you have anything to give to your business, right? Like you've just decided you don't care anymore. And if you don't care, then you probably should be reevaluating whether or not you have a business. So set simple goals. I'm going to, Sam's goal planner is fucking awesome. So pick that up for yourself. Do yourself a favor, 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 and work through it. Um, But like, yeah, set, set some sort of revenue goal, even if it's just maintaining your revenue for the year and not losing it. Set some sort of brand goal for yourself. Set some sort of process goal, right? Like those are all things that you can do independently of, well, not the revenue one, but like the brand and the process goals, those are not tied to the economy. Right. So you can still absolutely crush them. Yes. And, you know, you cannot set goals without creating a plan to follow through on those goals. And even just the act in itself of like laying out your goals and then mapping out how you're going to get there, I think is is really great for confidence for anybody, whether you own the business or not, because it gives you something to look forward to. And we as humans, we just we thrive off of that. You know, we thrive off of that, that sparkly thing in the distance that we're reaching towards. And honestly, like even if you, you don't want to make any fiscal goals this year, Try thinking about stuff that you need to do for your business that you just haven't really had the time to do. Like make it, I want to do an employee handbook this year. Do something like that. Make I want to make a brand guide for my partners so I can just send it off and everything will be smooth sailing in regards to the brand development. Anything like that that's kind of been on the back burner, that's a great goal to set this year, I think. Yeah, and we all have those lists. paper or those like google docs that are all the random brilliant fucking ideas that you have in the shower or in the car and you wrote down and you just have never gotten around to it the fucking backlog man dude i actually am making progress i started checking off something from our backlog this morning because i was like Again, after waking up to another cancellation email, I was like, fuck, I got to do something. (laughs) So I am also currently working through my backlog of things, which is essentially a done-for-you plan that I have been building for myself um, subconsciously for the last year. Bitchin'. Sweet. Yeah. So I know you have it. Everybody has that. Yeah. No. And I think even just making progress on those things if they're not even if they're not making you money in the here and now it's going to feel so good once you do do those um so set your goals and make a plan yep that's kind of the basic the very bare bones thing you can do to boost your confidence this year yep and if you're ready to take it one step further but wait there's more <laughs> <laughs> The next thing you could do to feel really confident about how you're starting this next year is by making some investments, like making smart investments in the things that you know are going to help you execute on that goal and or execute on that plan and achieve those goals. So mm-hmm. whether that's getting the goal workbook, right, as a small investment or buying a more expensive online course, or maybe deciding that this is the year that you're going to outsource a new piece of your business in order to free up time for yourself to do bigger, more strategic things that move the needle for your business. 
decide what is going to have the most impact on you in the short middle or the near middle and long term and figure out where how much it's going to cost and if you can make it happen because you know like I really do think that when shit gets hard you really should be using that time as a time to grow because if you can grow through challenge then when shit's good you're going to skyrocket yes yes a thousand percent um and, you know, I know not everyone is in the position to make investments, fi- like financial investments and things. And that's fine. If you're not in that spot, like do not beat yourself up for it, that you're just in a different place right now. So you can do the other things we talked about, like setting goals, creating plans. Um, another thing we have we, we have noted today is like creating accountability for yourself. So finding a mentor or, you know, just another friend in the industry who can be your accountability buddy is a huge, just not even a confidence booster, but like, it just makes you feel good as a human because you've established that connection. You know that this relationship is fruitful and it's going to help you grow as a person and as a, a creative. And so finding that accountability buddy, whether it be a mentor or not, or just someone else, I think is a great way to kick off this year. Yeah. And having, um, I mentioned that I was talking with Natalie uh, from Native Poppy yesterday. She and I, uh, this time last year, had started doing like a monthly meetup for just coffee and just to talk, you know, all the nerdy business things. Sure. And then, you know, and then COVID <laughs> and Natalie yeah. had to go make flowers at the yin yang till four in the morning. So she uh-huh. couldn't do it anymore. But we've picked it back up. And those calls, they honestly feel like therapy sessions where Mm -hmm. she and I can just have honest and candid conversations about what's happening professionally, but also like what's happening in our personal lives and relationships that, you know, affects how we can do business. So, you know, that I think is an incredibly important thing for everyone to have, even when shit's not fucked. Like you should have someone that you can have those kinds of conversations with. Yeah. And I will say it, it needs to be somebody outside of your company. (laughs) Like there's a difference between having a work wife and having a, a mentor or like a professional buddy. Um, it's, you want somebody, like you said, you can just bear your soul to without worrying about any kind of, I don't know, repercussions or judgment, you know, something, a safe space outside of the actual company that you're working in. I have had the same mentor for, oh my God, like 10 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. He, um, and I found him, I reached out to him on LinkedIn, just like a shot in the dark. So his name is Craig Spitz and he is the CFO for Stone Brewing. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. So when I was, uh, you know, a 20, 23 year old kid <laughs> finishing my master's and stuff. And I was working in finance at the marketing company that I was with. I was like, I'm going to get a mentor. And so I just like went on LinkedIn and I was like, stone brewing. I like stone brewing. So I reached out to him and the dude has been my mentor ever since. Like we've always been in contact. He's always there for, for me when I have big picture questions and, you know, all of the stuff that like 
I might not necessarily know who else to turn to or someone who's just been there and has been there at a bigger scale than I have been. Um, I, it's just been like, I can't even express how valuable that's been to me throughout my entire career just to have that resource. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid to go on LinkedIn and be like, hit yeah. someone up. You never know. Cause I thought for sure he'd just like ignore my message, but he was like, no, cool. Let's meet. And you know, we've been mentor and buddy ever since. <laughs> That's super cool. Super, super cool. So one of the other things that this uh, repeatedly, repetitively, always overscheduled person <laughs> is uh, reevaluating and putting higher on the list of things that's important to making me feel good about what's going on is giving myself more quiet space to think about what I'm doing or to think more deeply about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things when you are running a business, you wear all the hats. And I definitely have days where I feel like I'm just skimming the surface and borderline half-assing everything just to like get all the tasks done as opposed to going deep and being very intentional because that's where I think true progress and growth happens. So I think moving forward, giving yourself that grace and like whether it's literal white space in your calendar, which is probably actually the only way that it really shows up. Like give yourself white space in the calendar. (laughs) Don't fucking overtask yourself or overbook yourself. But when you know that you have really thought something through, that's a part of your plan and attached to a goal, you can feel really confident about all the steps that you have to take and all the tasks that tasks that you need to complete in order to get there. So, um, I mean, let's be real. It's that one's probably going to be the hardest one for me. I mean, I think it's hard for a lot of people. Um, and if it feels daunting to just go schedule blocks of white space, you know, like you're like, oh, if I schedule this time where I'm not doing anything, the business is going to fall apart or something to that degree. You know, that's how my brain works. Um, you know, what I've what I found to be really helpful in the past couple months is like baby steps for quiet space, I guess. And that's mostly for me, just removing noise mm-hmm. and one of the ways that I've always done that is by batching my emails, you know, like not just having to look at every brand new email that comes through. Like I look at it once in the beginning of the day and once at the end of the day. And then I also recently took Instagram off my phone. Like I took it off the home screen. So I can't just go and like tap it and scroll. Like I have to make an effort to go find it when I need to post something or whatever for work. And it has been so beautiful. And like, it just makes me feel like, it, it feels quieter, you know, it, I feel like I have a little more freedom from the noise of the constant notifications and the mindless scrolling and all of that stuff. So it's like there are baby steps you can do in addition to scheduling out those dedicated white blocks of time um, to help you give yourself that quiet space to just think and breathe and feel more confident in the decisions you're making. Yeah. Um, everyone should turn off notifications. Like yeah. I have never, I tried that years ago for a hot second 
And I was like, this is so overwhelming to have like Instagram notifications, email notifications, text, like all of that stuff. I think my brain actually exploded within the first few hours. And I (laughs) was like, I regret this decision. I take it back. I don't want to do this. Um, But that for sure is something that you know, when I do engage with people on social media and I see them immediately respond, like every time I, I know that they're not, well, I hope, I guess I don't know, but I, I hope that they're not actually sitting there with those apps just fucking open all the time. Yeah. My assumption is, is that they have a notification and then they always click into it. So it's like, you know, if someone's constantly tapping you on your shoulder, even if that someone is an inanimate web application, like you can't get anything done. No. Turn off your notifications. That's the, that's the time. That's the tiniest baby step you can take in order to get yourself white space. I know I have, you know how there's always like that handful of people who, as soon as you post an Instagram story, always look at it. Like it's always for me, the same group of people every time. And I'm like, get off your phone. (laughs) Like you need to find something else to do. Yes. Yes. I was just going to say, I was telling you before we started about that new um, social media app, Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I swear to God, I have I do have notifications on that one right now because I'm basically running a, a social experiment with myself. Um, but the same people are on it all fucking day. And I'm like, the app is just chat is just chat rooms. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, you're not working. There's no way you can be working. What are you doing with yourself? Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. I know. I'll rant I've about had, otherwise. I've had since I um stopped using Instagram as much, I've literally had people reach out to me and be like, are you okay? Because I haven't been like posting or viewing stories or whatever. And they're like, are you alive? I'm like, yes, I am. I'm just not on Instagram. And that made me feel more confident in my decision to kind of stay off of it as a little bit more. Um, because I don't want that to be my sign of life. The fact that I'm on an app. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's better stuff to do. So, but But we uh, digress. Yes, we digress. So, I mean, the other thing that I think is really important is to not beat yourself up over little mistakes, right? I mean, even big mistakes, you can you can recognize that you fucked up, right? But, you know, you fucked up. What lesson did you learn? How are you going to avoid making that mistake in the future? And then put it on a shelf and move on. Um, But moving into this year, you can't, no one, no one, no one should be beating themselves up over numbers that they didn't hit or goals that they didn't meet last year. Like that, that just should not happen. Hard stop. Yeah, no, I know. I even had this conversation with my uh, younger brother over uh, the winter break or whatever you want to call it, um, who, you know, he works for a big company and he has a certain quota that he has to meet for his division every year. And every year he crushes it and he gets a great bonus. And this was the very first year that he didn't. And I was and he was so bummed. And I was like, dude, it is not your fault. Your job includes flying places and meeting face to face with people to sell them stuff. And you weren't able to do that from March on this year. It has nothing. It's no reflection of you and your talents and your skills. Like it is literally the shitty hand that we've been dealt this year. 
you can't beat yourself up for that. And I know it's easy for a lot of people to just automatically feel that way when they, you know, don't hit their number that they wanted or start losing clients or they can't have all the weddings that they booked out this year. Like, I know that that sucks, but beating yourself up for it is only going to drag your confidence down. And you have to understand that it's circumstantial. It's not, it's not you. Totally. There were so many factors at play that none of us had any control over. So like, you just have to accept the shitty hand that you were dealt and be like, give yourself a pat on the back for like what you made of that shitty hand. Yeah. 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 Like go back to what we said at the very beginning where reflect on the wins, reflect on the stuff you did do, not the stuff you didn't do. Unless you're Mitch McConnell and then you can go fuck yourself. Oh my God. I hate that man <laughs> so much. He's the worst. I hate him. God, I hate him. So much. I, every time he comes on the news, I'm like, I turn to Brett and I'm like, I hate him so much. That's I'm grabbing fake. my face like, like, the kid from home alone right now because oh, no. I'm, the emotion is intense. <laughs> I got suspended from Twitter once for like 48 hours for saying I wanted to punch Mitch McConnell in the throat, <laughs> but I still stand by it. Like I'm okay with it. I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt in that, that, that waddle gobble thing is I'll like, protect him. Be like punching jello, right? Yeah. He's a crypt keeper anyways. It's fine. He's, you can't kill him apparently. Oh, God, the CIA is listening. They're coming for me now. Yeah, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) speaking of, you know, thinking you're greater than you are, uh, which is brilliant segue. Segue? Segue. I have a couple kind of more abstract points on confidence that I want to touch on before we we wrap it up. But you know, one of my biggest things, and I know it might sound counterintuitive, but to be confident, you cannot assume you're the smartest person in the room. That's not actually a sign of confidence when you, you know, project yourself as being the smartest person. Look at Trump, for example. People often, they need to feel that they're the smartest and have all the answers, especially when they're in a position of leadership. Um, And I know that as business owners, you know, it's, it's almost like, it, like I said, counterintuitive for someone to come to us with a question and for us to say, I don't know. Because as the the head, you're supposed to know the answers to everything is kind of what I think we're ingrained to think. But that attitude is going to do nothing but hold you back, especially if you're trying to work on your confidence in the new year. So you have to recognize that you still have a lot to learn. Seek out information with humility and an open mind. And it's only going to benefit you in every possible way. False confidence, pretending you know all the answers. It's stupid. (laughs) I have no other word for it than it's stupid. (laughs) It's stupid. stupid. And, you know, I think that another thing this year, like we've talked about a few times now, has brought us is getting creative with solutions for uncharted territory, you know? And I think that if you're someone who executes things like – task by task. You have a very set process. Like I get it. You're my people. (laughs) I'm the same way. But that kind of goes out the window when you start getting into these weird gray areas, you know, and that's a good, that's a sign of a good 
business owner, a good creative, if you can be adaptable and find creative solutions to it. And not only that, but get comfortable with finding creative solutions to it, because that's, it's not, I think a naturally comfortable feeling to be like, okay, I need to find a different way to fix this problem. Like my brain doesn't like to do it (laughs) naturally, but the wider the range of options you explore, you know, the better your, your outcome is likely to be. Um, And I think that generating a number of different options may seem to make things more complicated, but when you come up with alternatives, it forces you to dig deeper, look past the problem at different angles, and to step outside your normal patterns of thinking and come up with something that's truly innovative. And honestly, like even if you're those solutions don't work out for that particular problem, you'll have more confidence in your abilities and you can use those for future problems. Or maybe you'll come up with a new process or a new product in the meantime. Like you never know what happens until you kind of dig in and get uncomfortable and try new things. Yes. And I, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like being a little bit prepper ish. (laughs) but I, I really, really think that having an ex like an extreme or very high level of confidence in yourself moving forward is about feeling like you've set up a few safety nets for yourself. Right. So I really love this point you made about looking at a problem from different angles, because when you do that, you can, start to see where your potential problems might be or you know the monkey wrenches that might get thrown your way and if you've sat down and done that thought and come up with a plan b or plan c right like you know that even if shit hits the fan you will immediately be able to spring into action and keep things moving forward so um Yes, like I'm a very task-oriented person. Um, I write my my tasks in pen in my paper planner. <laughs> That's just how I roll. But um, despite like me looking at things with a, a high level of finality, usually um, having that backup plan has really, and having that creative solution to work through something that like usually would be a super fucked up situation, um, is, is definitely very helpful to not only you as the business owner, but when you're the leader of a team, then your team can also have confidence in you. Yeah. And, you know, don't also don't think that you're alone on an island when you're trying to come up with creative solutions to problems. Like go find that mentor or that professional accountability buddy, like even your team, like open it up to people because you're one person with one brain and coming up with creative solutions often happens together. You know, it's, it's hard to do it on your own. It's great practice to try, you know, and you want to sit and work through things with people. But, you know, I can't tell you how many times someone has had a solution or an idea that led to a solution for something that I never even thought of. So we all have different brains, utilize them. And speaking of different brains, God, I am killing it with my segues today. (laughs) All right. So this is a big one for me. Um, And, you know, I kind of just talked about how much I'm hating Instagram at the moment. (laughs) And a lot of this has to do with conformity. And I think that 
conformity is something that is a killer of confidence. When you are trying to become someone you're not in order to fit in, whether it's in the business, in the social media world, whatever, you lose yourself and you lose your confidence. If you want to be a successful creative entrepreneur in the new year, you have to resist that conformity. And, you know, I know we're all familiar with that feeling like, a failure means you can't be part of a team or an organization like, oh, my business isn't doing great. So I'm not really part of this creative industry at the moment. Like, and that's bullshit. (laughs) So I think the more you know who you are and the more you take a stand for that, the more confidently you can, you know, walk away from groups or situations that aren't necessarily serving you and help you feel more confident in the decisions that you do make. It's hard. It's like, you know, we didn't do it in high school, right? High school is the time of conformity unless you were really like sure of yourself and confident, but we often don't get that until we're adults. And yet we still get kind of stuck in that pattern of conformity. Let me decorate my house in all these different shades of beige. Let me post these cool girl boss quotes, you know, like (laughs) it's easy to want to conform, but conforming is not going to help you grow your confidence. No, no. I mean, like, it's human nature to want to feel like you're a part of something. Mm -hmm. But when you change who you are, right, you talked about losing yourself. When you change who you are in order to be a part of that group or feel like you're a part of that group, then eventually you're just going to feel like you're you're a fake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag resist. Yep. Hashtag resist. (laughs) So, I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you can work on growing your confidence this year, but I think the biggest point here is to do it. Like you have to make a effort. You have to make a plan. You can't just say, I'm going to be more confident this year. Gosh, darn it. Like, (laughs) no, it takes actionable steps. It takes your own self-motivation to do the things that are going to help you grow, but you can do it. You can totally do it. Um, You know, and growing in your self-confidence is only going to help you grow as a business owner, as a creative entrepreneur. I have this really (laughs) cheesy metaphor that I like that's, you know, trying to teach leadership without first building your own confidence is like building a house on a foundation of sand. Mm. So your business is never going to grow. Your creative skills are never going to grow without establishing that firm foundation of confidence. You know, you can't have one without the other either. So it's time to enter into 2021. I almost said 2020 (laughs) with a plan and, you know, the knowledge that you can do it. You can do all of these things to be more confident. And it might not be an outward like, look at me, I'm a confident human being. But on the inside, (laughs) you'll feel it. You'll see the progress. You'll see the results. And, you know, it's the best thing I think we can do this year, which is a shit show. And we don't know what it's going to look like. So, no. So if this year, the only thing that you feel like you're making progress on is building your confidence in different areas. Like that is a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, confidence once you kind of get those feelings instilled and you help grow it, it's not going to just go away. 
when the world gets busy again. You know, it's something that you can work on now that'll only help push you further and grow more into 2022, 23, all of the years. Till we're old. Till we're old. And then we'll just be uh, like those the old really, confident ladies. You really overly confident ladies that are just like grumpy and do not give a fuck who cares. I look forward to that day. Yes. Oh my God. You and I yelling at whippersnappers on my lawn. Totally. Oh my God. We're going to be hilarious when we're old. We're going to be really funny. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're glad to be back. Um, We're excited for another year of podcasting and, you know, bringing you all the topics talking about all of the things. I think I'll do an Instagram story this week about, you know, topics you guys want to hear about this year so we can we can plan it. And, you know, as always, show notes will be up on prettyokpodcast.com. You want to kick off the new year and give us some confidence, leave us a review and a rating on I, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I'll never get it right. It's not iTunes anymore. <laughs> and then we'll be back in a couple weeks with a brand new episode. All right. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Mm